The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, even if you've never read a book by my next guest, and she is a multi-million best-selling author, you may well be familiar with her work. Recently, viewers to Virgin Media will have seen a four-part thriller called Our House, which was adapted from her bestseller of the same name. Well, her latest, her 17th, is called The Only Suspect. Louise Candlish, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, people who saw Our House have been raving about it. So it's been a terrific adaptation. I presume um, there will be more telly to come. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, Our House was a huge hit and I was really, really thrilled with it. It was it was just, you know, beyond my my wildest expectations. And the same team have, in fact, optioned uh, my new book, The Only Suspect, with the same screenwriter. Um, And so hopefully that will be one of the next on screen. Um, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Now, uh, before we talk about uh, The Only Suspect, which I've been reading over the past week or so, uh, I want to ask you about how you began uh, as a writer, because your success has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, well, it may seem, may seem that way, but actually I have been in the game for about 20 years and I'm, I'm very much a kind of slow burn success. I'm, I'm the opposite of an overnight success. Um, and as you said, I bet this is, yeah, this is my 16th book. So I'm currently writing my 17th. So, you know, it's been, um, a long time coming, but, um, but I began, I guess, like a lot of writers doing a kind of editorial based job. I worked in advertising as a copywriter and before that I'd worked as a illustrated book editor. And um, yeah, I um, I went on, on um, a backpacking trip to Sicily um, in 2001. And I was on my own and I bought a notebook and a pen. So it's very, very old school. And I just started writing my first novel. Um, so it was kind of a, you know, a moment of a, mo- a moment of inspiration, but also I think I was bored. I was, I'd been working, you know, for at least a decade full time and I just couldn't, um, couldn't relax. I couldn't sort of not do anything. And so the result of that trip was my first novel, which was published a couple of years later. Now, uh, did you tend to write what you like to read? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's um, why my books have steadily got darker and darker over the years, because my tastes have got darker and darker. And, you know, I'm really attracted to, to crime and thrillers as a reader. Um, so so that's kind of what I'm writing. But there's always in my books a vein of humor. You'll always get social commentary and, you know, kind of quite sardonic Gen X kind of humor. So, you know, it's not strictly one of those propulsive page turning thrillers where every chapter has a has a cliffhanger um you know it's again it's more of a a a slow burn where um there's layering and um hopefully lots of lots of surprises and revelations before you get to what may or may not be a big twist Um, yes and we won't do any spoilers uh, on this one (laughs) because twists there are um so i suppose we could start at the beginning with a character who lives in the present day and he's called alex and he lives with his uh, wife beth um, explain their humdrum, boring existence. <laughs> well, they are kind of um, typical characters of mine in that they're, they're middle-aged, middle-class, um, maybe, you know, a teeny bit smug and, um, <clears throat> you know, just really 
happy in their um, affluent lifestyle. They live in a lovely cottage in a suburb called Silver Vale. Um, but actually, within within pages, you realise that um, there's something slightly sort of off kilter about Alex's, yeah. um, you know, sort of approach to his life. He's maybe a little bit too um, under the radar, a little yeah. bit too low key. Yeah. Now we we do get a sense of his internal life and his worries and so on about uh, his past. But I also started wondering, what did Beth ever see in this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's quite funny and he's really good looking. um, And, you know, they they hit it off on a kind of drunken fling. um, And it kind of grew into um, a long term relationship and marriage. And I think she was just at that age, which, you know, you do find with a lot of lot of women in their 30s where, you know, they're going to settle for the for the next decent guy or the next you know vaguely sort of sane man who crosses their path and so that's that's what she sees in him she thinks he's sane (laughs) yeah it's it's called settling rather than settling exactly settling um (laughs) so they settle with each other they are uh, childless and um you know not i don't do any spoilers at all but that may or may not have a bearing on the story as it unfolds Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think it brings a kind of poignancy to um, their strand because, you know, they're certainly Beth very much wanted wanted Mm. to have a family and they live in, you know, this sort of classic family neighbourhood. But yes, without without um, giving away spoilers, I can't really say say no more. uh, more. No, but yes, there are. You you are the mistress of um, dislikable characters because someone (laughs) someone comes to stay with them. And this is early on in the book. So again, it's not spoiling anything but this woman my god how obnoxious is she (laughs) Zara yes she is um, I thought it was time to do an evil pregnant woman because normally in fiction and on TV pregnant people are you know quite rightly um, warmly um, interpreted and you know not not normally villains Um, and so I thought it would be quite fun because I very much wanted a kind of love triangle situation in the present day to echo the one that you will find in in the 90s which i'm sure we'll talk about but yeah so zara, in comes zara she's a she's a friend of beth's and she sort of hasn't got anywhere to live and there's an instant hostility between her and alex and yeah. she happens to come along at exactly the moment when he is has turned quite paranoid um over the news of a new nature trail opening on a disused yeah. railway so she's in that she's in the right place at the wrong time and this, this brings the whole malaise uh, to bear on the story. There is a nature trail and all the, the local eco-warriors are busy, you know, tarting the whole place up and tidying it up so they can all walk their uh, their Labradors. Yes, <laughs> <Down>. absolutely. <laughs> so, Actually, um, dogs are banned. Dogs are banned and there's a reason for that. Well, but. <laughs> yeah. Now, they have their own dog, of course, uh, Alex and Beth, but we'll park that for the moment. You mentioned the 90s <laughs> and this is where the, the book is running on two time strands. We go back to the, the, the hedonism of the 1990s and jump forward to the present day and back and forward as the threads of the story are pulled together. That's right. Yes. So um, we we open in the present day, but then we quite quickly go back to um, 1995. Our narrator is Rick. He's 25 and he's um, sharing a skanky flat in um, Cool Britannia Camden with um, a guy called Rollo. And Rick falls in love with a a girl at work called Marina, who's, um, I guess, if you think of a kind of Hitchcock femme fatale played by Kate Moss, 
That's yeah. that's what Marina is. Yeah, I, um, I got yes. Kate Moss in my mind when I started to read about um, Marina. I, I, that was the vibe I got. Oh, how brilliant. That's exactly how I imagined her. Just that kind of um, woman child, but, you know, very cool. Um, and, you know, wearing those kind of mid 90s slip dresses. And, um, you know, as you as you as you just said, this is a, you know, pure hedonism, this era. And these three are having a great time partying until something really quite awful happens. Mm-hmm. Um you know that world of the young where you know anything is possible but also um we we'll park marina for the moment um because she has a another story which uh, you know she's coping with shall we say but the other yeah. two boys are you know fairly typically 20s flaky they are yeah i mean i i was their age in 1995. And so, you know, I drew on my own personal memories of, um, you know, the way we all behaved at that time. I mean, it would be anathema to young people today. We were all mocked each other. We were very rude. It was all about lads and ladettes and banter. It was, you know, totally politically incorrect. Um, and, you know, I tried to bring a bit of that into, into that strand um, because, you know, it really was um, a time of such freedom. And I, I really hope I've evoked that you know no one really um, watched what they said you kind of did what you liked there were no obviously there were no smartphones and you know you were quite anonymous and free to roam the city um, and you, you know no one was tracking you in the way that you know we all know what everyone else is doing now so actually it was probably one of the most enjoyable things I've done in my writing career was to go back to yeah. the 90s and and remember the freedom of that time yeah and and it's a freedom for which you could have nostalgia today where you know the kids always on their phones tracking each other liking each other disliking each other um, disowning each other digitally Uh, And the idea that you could get lost in London and no one could find you. And if you wanted to make a call, you found a phone box. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it also, um, from a, you know, purely cynical and pragmatic point of view, was essential to go back to um, the mid-90s because of the plotting. The yeah. plot that unfolds absolutely could not happen in the present day um, for, for, for the very reasons yeah. we've discussed. And, and there's yeah. one uh, archaeological relic that is even mentioned uh, in the beginning <laughs> of the book, which is a pager. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's that's the high tech in this book, the, the pager. And I had to go, I had to go on Google and remind myself of how pages worked. Oh my God, the, you know, they were radio pages where, um, you know, you literally could just send a little message and then the person had to, had to find, as you say, a phone box and, and ring back. Well, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's hugely entertaining, uh, Louise, and, and my thanks very much to you for joining us on the programme today. It's called The Only Suspect. It's published by Simon & Schuster. It's available everywhere. And it's author Louise Candlish. Thank you very much for joining us on the programme today. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.